welcome to Fostering the Inner Child podcast. My name is Melana Macias, and I am your Christ-centered child deliverance coach, and I help parents understand trauma and behavioral issues from a biblical, spiritual perspective, and I empower them to take their authority. If this is your first time listening to me, thank you for taking the time. So before we start, I always have to throw my disclaimer out there, especially today. Um, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I am not a doctor. These episodes are for educational and spiritual development. So I wanted to really throw that disclaimer out there today because I will be adding some um, talking about a little bit um, from the psychological perspective. But um, as a reminder that, you know, I love psychology. I do a lot of research and I love learning. So, you know, these are just, I'm not licensed in any form or fashion. But anyway, I wanted to talk today about spiritual oppressions and mental disorders in children. Um, I'm going to, let's look at two concepts of what makes up the definition of mental disorder or um, oppression. You remember the soul is made up of three parts, the mind, the will, and the emotions. So like a child that has severe emotional distress or maybe the child has obsessive negative thoughts is, is defined by many cultural and religious backgrounds as a, uh, a child having a spiritual oppression. Mental disorders are defined as a clinically diagnosable condition um, characterized by alterations in thinking, uh, moods, and behavior. This can be generational as well, okay? And let me stop right there. Because I want to say that sometimes generational curses can lay dormant for years. Okay, let me give you some examples. Hold on. So, the devil wants to wait for the exact moment to activate a generational curse. For example, let's say... Your mom, your grandma, your sister, all have anxiety, which is linked genetically. Okay? But you don't have it until one day, let's say, uh, you're hit with this really large bill. And that you, do, you just don't know how you're going to pay it. I mean, it's just so overwhelming. And so, so much fear. How am I going to pay this bill? I can't do it. You know, I just don't have the resources. I don't have the funds. That very moment, fear and worry activates that anxiety that had been in your line, your bloodline that you hadn't had before. It had laid dormant until this very moment that the devil flipped the switch. Or another example. Mom, grandma, great-grandma all had cancer at the age of 30 years old. But now you're 60 years old, you're loving life, you love your career, and everything is going just perfect. And then you go for your yearly checkup to find out you indeed have the same cancer as your family had. The devil has his own timing. This is why it's so important to seek uh, sanctification through deliverance so that the dormant curses have no legal rights any longer and they, the, the switch is not going to be flipped on you. You are going to take your authority and you're going to get set free. Your children, you're going to get your children set free. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, so let's look at what mental disorders are. Okay. So there are several mental disorders that have been found to have a link to generational, like major depressive episodes or disorders. I mean, bipolar disorders, schizophrenia, anxiety, uh, ADHD, OCD, autism, things as substance abuses and eating disorders. The majority of these disorders often happen later in life and are often, um, <laughs> get this, triggered. And when I say triggered, I mean something has to occur in the natural to trigger the gene, or I should just say trigger, trigger the demon, okay? And what did I just say? Generational things can lay dormant until the right moment for them to be triggered. Wow. So both the natural and the genetic things must align in order for the trigger to go off. Triggering panic disorder, triggering PTSD, triggering bipolar disorder, triggering Alzheimer's too. I mean, you see a pattern here? Wow. Let's look at some statistics here in the U.S. regarding some of these genetic mental disorders, okay? And these are in children, um, like ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, okay? According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, approximately 6.1 million children, that is an average of 9.4% between ages 2 and 17, have been diagnosed with ADHD. Oh my. That, this, is, this is United States statistics, okay? I know some of you listen from other countries, but um, for this podcast, I'm just kind of focusing, kind of just give you, a, you know, an idea how many of our children are suffering, okay? Okay, so anxiety disorders. The National Institute of Health says that approximately 31.9% of adolescents aged 13 to 18 have anxiety disorder. 31%. This is, this is, oh my gosh, this is a demon. This is not, their children are not supposed to suffer like this. Okay, God, God did not put this stuff on, on these children. Autism, another one we see a lot in children. Uh, the CDC estimates that autism affects 1 in 54 children in the United States. Depression. According to NIH, reports that estimate 3.2% of children aged 3 to 17 years old. Now get this, that's approximately 1.9 million of our children are diagnosed with depression. This was another big one. I seen it. I, 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 um, I work closely with the Department of Social Services and I see this one of the being the biggest things that kids are on medicines for when I work with children is oppositional defiant disorder, which is ODD. And according to the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, one percent to sixteen percent of school age children have oppositional defiant disorder. And let me stop right there because I just want to I just want to throw this in there. Now, all the children that I have 
uh, seen that have ODD and they're on these medications like Ritalin and things of that sort, it literally tears like their personality out of them. I mean, it, they get drugged up so much that they're just a zombie. They're living in a body. And while I will never tell you to stop or discontinue a medication, if if you had a choice, uh, Ritalin is just a very ugh, it it just just it just it just tears the children's personality apart. Um, you know if. You, but anyways, um, it's just, you know, oppositional divine disorder, usually it's, and we see it in broken and broken homes and things of that sort. A child doesn't know how to act, so it's acting out. But um, this is demonic, okay? Post-traumatic stress disorder. According to the National Center for PTSD, 5% of adolescents have PTSD at some point in their lives. Eating disorders is another thing, another one. The National Eating Disorder Association reports that eating disorders will affect 1 in 10 people at some point in their lives, with it peaking at adolescence. And bipolar disorder, okay, according to the National Institute of Mental Health, approximately 2.2% of adolescents in the United States has been diagnosed with bipolar So let me break it down just even further. So according to those statistics above that I just read to you, that would mean that 49% of all children in the United States is diagnosed with at least one mental disorder I have talked about right now. And that is not even counting the children that may have one or more mental disorders and I hadn't even listed all of the mental disorders there are. Just the ones that pertain to genes and the ones that pertain to trauma-induced mental illnesses. You see, the devil comes in when we are kids, when we are vulnerable, and he triggers. He flips on the switch. He flips on the autism. He flips on the uh, uh, ODD. He flips on the PTSD. He flips on the autism. So let's look outside of generational curses and let's look more at mental disorders coming from um, childhood traumas. Now, this is where it's going to get interesting. Okay. These disorders, of course, can happen at any age. Okay. But uh, the one I mentioned about that, typically the eating disorders are found to be triggered in teen years, but any and all of the disorders could show up, you know, in the adolescence years. Um, but here's, a, here's an interesting fact. While with generational curses, there is a gene needs to be triggered in order for mental disorder to be activated. Remember when I said that a few minutes ago? But when you have trauma involved, there's no gene to trigger. So how can a child develop a mental disorder when he or she has not genetically inclined to have it? Hmm. So the devil is really slick and sly, because watch this. The study of what is called epigenetics, okay? Epigenetics is about how environmental factors 
and trauma can lead to certain genes to express differently. Contributing to development and progression of a mental disorder. Wow. Even if the child was not genetically inclined to develop such a disorder. This is what we're learning. There's still a lot to learn when it comes to epigenetics. But that right there says all these disorders that we see in children from trauma. Okay, we're talking about the side of um, these mental disorders that come upon a child because of trauma. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm clear on that. So we see in children with PTSD, anxiety, depression, disassociative disorder, borderline personality disorder, um, you know, as they get older, teenagers, substance abuse, and then eating disorders is not a part of their genes. There is no, <laughs> there's, these things are not a part of their genes. So what am I saying? Okay. I am saying that all these mental illness that I have said here, not all of them that's in the world, okay? I'm just talking specifically about generational and um, traumas induced mental illness, okay? Whether, I mean, are they demonic pressions that need to be casted out? Yes, that is what I'm saying, okay? And now, you can't, you can't, you can't medicate a demon. What will end up happening is the medication over time will either stop working or new medications will need to be added or just medications, different medication altogether because it just doesn't work at all. And do not hear what I'm not saying. Do not ever stop a medication for your child unless you are under doctor supervision and guidance. Not mine. Okay. Like I said, I'm not a doctor psychiatrist. I am simply here to empower and teach. What I say, what I am saying is we need to get our kids sanctified. So when they're older, they will not need to go through the process like you or I in order to have all this darkness broken off our souls. Now, I do know, I do know that some of you hearing me today are either maybe even laughing at me. Maybe not taking me seriously, or maybe you are taking me seriously. But the fact of the matter is, is that the Bible tells us we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but we are fighting of all types of ranks of demons. There's four different rankings of demons in the Bible. When it lists the powers and all that stuff that we cannot see. Some Christians will say that if Jesus lives in your heart, you can't be oppressed. But that, but half the battle of walking in our relationship with God and making oneself the spotless bride that, that one day he'll be coming for and to get is through our walk of sanctification, okay? Getting cleansed of all of that, getting rid of all these demons so you, we can walk in all the things that God has given us, which is peace, joy, love, kindness, the fruits of the Spirit. We're not walking in that and something's not right, you know? We're walking in depression all the time or... You know, whatever it may be in a negative form, there's something more to that that we need to look at. Some may say, children cannot be oppressed by a demon. Why would God allow that? First of all, God did not put the demon there, nor cause whatever trauma to happen for a demon to enter. A lot of times, 
a lot of times people blame God when traumas happen with their kids, but it's not God's fault. It is a trap the enemy laid so that he could gain access and legal rights because he knows that if he can get our kids, he can potentially ruin their calling in the future. Because when you're sick in your mind or you're sick in your body, how can you go out and do the will of God? If you're walking around and you got cancer and you're having chemo, you know, how are you gonna go how are you gonna go preach? How are you gonna go cast out devils? How are you gonna, you know, do your podcast? How are you gonna do your course? How are you gonna teach people? I mean, you just can't. Okay? Or nothing. A uh, child grows up, doesn't get any deliverance, causes church hurt when they when they do follow the calling on their life while walking under depression. I've seen so many people walk away from a church because their pastor was a narcissist or their pastor never told them anything nice. Personally, on a personal level now, I'm not talking about to an entire congregation. And use scriptures to beat down this person and judge them for all the little things that they do in their life instead of helping them or praying for them. These people ended up walking away thinking God was just so furious with them. Like, there was no grace. I mean, these leaders that are walking out on big platforms and preaching, and they're still under that oppression. Some of these leaders are preaching on Sunday but watching porn Monday through Saturday because they were molested as a child or raped. And they're trying to willfully stop, but because of how mom and... But they just can't. They don't know how. They don't know how to stop. And they don't want to tell anybody because they don't want to feel the embarrassment. So they're trapped with this, this, uh, you know, this addiction to something that they know that is not good. Some of these pastors are alcoholics. They've had anxiety since they were a little kid because of how mom and dad used to fight. And now they are wrapped up in drinking daily. And... These are the same people that lay hands and pray over me and you. You see what I'm saying? You see where I'm going with this? This not only affects them when they grow up, your children when they grow up and they haven't ha- and they haven't had their soul healed from these from wounds. They're growing up to hurt other people, but not even intentionally. I mean, I don't know if you guys are aware, but you know. If you have somebody, somebody can lay hands on you and impart things to you. Whatever's on them can be imparted to you when they're sitting there laying their hands on you. you so you see what I'm saying? Does this make any sense? If mom and dad got them delivered of the spirit over molestation and the spirit of anxiety when they were a child, they wouldn't have this crutch hindering their walk with God and hurting the sheep, which is the congregation. You know, it's my heart's desire that anyone and everyone be set free. You know, I came from, and I know I've told y'all, all of you guys this before. I was oppressed for 33 years of my life. I know what it feels like to walk under anxiety and fear and, and just be tortured, tortured daily. I would maybe get a week where the voices in my head were not screaming all this negative stuff. Like, it was so draining. It was so draining. And when I've, I walked 
through years of deliverance. It didn't happen overnight because all those oppressions built up more and more as I got older. So I had to spend lots more time trying to get, get deliverance and praying and going to, you know, walking because some are more deeply rooted than others. For example, like say bitterness. If you've been bitter for years, you know, you just ask God to forgive you, but that that the bitterness is going to take a while to get rid of it. It's not just going to go away overnight. God forgives you. Don't get me wrong. Don't hear what I'm not saying. God forgives you. When you ask for forgiveness, he forgives you because of his grace. But what I'm saying is that something could be said about that person. And then you find you're still, you feel that bitterness come back up. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, oh, I thought I got rid of that. It takes time. You're forgiven. But that, it, that unget, as I like to call it, has many layers to it. Okay. But. What I'm saying is that when, you, when we tackle it while they're still little, we don't have all these other demons attaching to it. We're getting it done right then. And they, because when they get older, that's, as they get older, demons come in and attach to the strong man. So that means as they get older, more and more come in, depending on what's happening in their lives, what they're doing wrong, what the devil talked them into doing wrong. You know what I'm saying? So that's the reason why I want to empower parents to... Take their authority, understand their authority, understand some of these spiritual things that are happening that we are not seeing, and take what the world's telling us over here that says, you need to be on this medication, this medication, this medication, while the while you could go get delivered and be rid of it forever. You know what I'm saying? Instead of spending years and years of, you know, uh, therapy, you know, I know there's a lot of great, uh, podcasts out there that has a great coping, but a lot of that's all you hear how to cope. I'm here to tell you there's freedom. There is no coping in my, my teachings. We don't cope. We remove the strong man. We get rid of it. It's gone, you know, and you, you, you know, you walk a life that is, um, a lot better, a lot better. But um, I hope that these messages not only empower you, but also give you a sense of freedom for yourself as well, or at least better understanding of what may be going on in your life. You may be battling some stuff. It may be not just your child. It may be you battling some of these things, and you're like, oh, now it makes sense. Okay, now, you know, what's next, you know? But before I go today on today's episode, I want to pray for you, and I want to pray for your children. I want to come into agreement with you. I, after I pray for you, you may feel a peace come over you, or you may f- be yawning or even coughing, or there could be tears, or you may feel nothing at all, and that is okay too. Just believe with faith you are set free if you were experiencing any type of uh, anxiety, panic, or um, depression, because I'm going to pray over you today, okay? Amen. And if and if you do experience something, please email me at fosteringtheinnerchild.com because testimonies are what gives hope to people, okay? 
it gives hope to them so they can they know that they can experience the same thing you did because our bible says that he is not a person that he should lie and not anybody's better than anybody else you know so your testimony means everything to the one who is just trying to seek out him and have him do something in their lives so your testimonies will be a blessing i will put your testimonies on my website you can send me a picture uh if you want to if not that's okay you can be anonymous uh i respect that but share share what's going on okay okay so i'm gonna pray okay so father god i come to you and i come into agreement with this mom dad caregiver and i ask that holy spirit open the heart of this parent to the exact direction that they need to go with their child for wherever their child is experiencing what that child needs to be delivered from in jesus name and father i have authority over the spirit of anxiety panic and depression so if anyone is listening to my voice right now because there's no distance in the spirit that is suffering from a spirit of anxiety panic or depression whether it be a mom or a dad or their children in the name of jesus i bind that spirit and all other spirits under that strong man of anxiety panic and depression to attach to it and i command them all to go to the abyss in jesus name thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus now i ask holy spirit to come and fill their children fill this parent lord jesus with your peace love and joy let them feel your presence lord in jesus mighty name that's it for this episode if you would like to learn more you can head on over to fosteringtheinnerchild.com pick up a free ebook i also have a 14 week course where i go much deeper you can also email me at fosteringtheinnerchild.com until then i will talk to you next week on fostering the inner child podcast blessings Thank you.